Shameless plug for Aaron there. Do it, brother. We're ready. All right, I'm going to try and put my uh, iPad back in the box so it looks like it's a Bible. I don't know whether we can do that again. And Jason's here. Hey, Jason. How you doing? Good, how are you? Yeah, good. Okay, who's ready for some Bible discovery excitement? Yeah, good. I like that response. So, Jason, we're going to do it in three little portions, okay? So, Jason is going to lead the portion where we're going to read the Bible together. Then I've got a couple of runners this week who I kind of asked to do it because one of them is my new assistant. Anybody who's been trying to get hold of me for the last month knows how difficult it is because, you know, you get hold of me and then I don't turn up at the meeting because I've forgotten about it. And now we've got somebody who actually stops me from doing that. And she's called Christina over there. Round of applause for her. Thank you, Lord. And we've got Cindy and her kids, who's uh, one of the leaders in the prayer team. She's going to be go out. So those are the two runners on the microphones. Next week, we're going to be using all of the people who said that they wanted to be involved. If you want to be involved in this portion of the worship over the next few weeks, we'd love you to see me or Jason at the end because we want to start training people to be part of the kind of stage part of this. Yeah? Everybody good with that? We'll try that. Jason's going to do the reading. I'm going to do the discovery bit, and then Jason's going to give us a word at the end. Isn't that right, Jason? Yes. Yeah? Are you still dry from where? Are you dry yet? I'm, I'm still a little wet. Yeah, thanks. It's not, this is not sweat, okay? He's not panicking that much. Jason, over to you. So we're going to read from John chapter 19. This is the story of the death of Jesus. We're going to look, though, at the end of the passage, starting verse 25 for our discovery portion, but I'm going to, just for context, begin us in verse, uh, chapter six, in verse 16. So the soldiers took charge of Jesus, carrying his own cross. He went out to the palace of the skull, to the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with him two others, one on each side and Jesus in the middle. Pilate had noticed, prepared, and fashioned to the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this sign, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and the sign was written in Aramaic, Latin, and Greek. The chief priests of the Jews protested to Pilate, Do not write the King of the Jews, but this man claimed to be the King of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. When the soldiers crucified Jesus, they took his clothes, dividing them into four shares, one for each of them, with the undergarment remaining. This garment was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. Let's not tear it, they said to another. Let's decide by lot who will get it. This happened that the scripture might be fulfilled that said, they divided my clothes amongst them and cast lots for my garment. So this is what the soldiers did. Now, this is where we're going to be doing our discovery portion today. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there, and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, Woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, Here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. Awesome. Okay, so this is what we're going to do. This is kind of a, this is kind of a really quite 
important moment, obviously, in the Bible. This is the, the, the center point of all of the story of Scripture. This is the turning point in history when God provides the answer to our need of Him. This is where God provides the solution to our problems of feeling distant from Him and being distant from Him. The death of Jesus is the moment when all of the wrong things that people have done all through the, through the history of humanity are paid for by the death of Jesus. But in the midst of this, um, this amazing moment, there is, this, there is this thing that happens that sometimes we forget. There's a conversation, kind of one-way conversation because it's only Jesus that's speaking, but obviously the people are responding who are hearing him when Jesus speaks to his mother and to his closest disciple, John, the only one who was there with him at the cross. So this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna spend one minute looking at the passage again, letting that passage kind of sink into our hearts and minds. If you're not uh, able to read, then maybe a parent who's near you will read it out loud as we just go through it. It's gonna take one minute. And then I want you to do this. I want you to share with the people that you're nearest to one thing in the passage that makes you stop and think, hmm, that's really interesting. That's something that I'd like to know more about. That's something that I think God may be saying to me today. So let's read through the passage and see if we can just hear what it is that God is saying to us today.
All right. Now, I heard some people reading the passage, which is wonderful. That was very well kept, that little bit of quiet there. Everybody was thinking. Everybody was engaging. That's really awesome. I'm going to invite Christina, Cindy, and her kids to come and grab a microphone. I'm hoping that they're both on. If they're not, then Jason, if you could check that one's on. And Christina, if that's not on, then we'll sort it out. I think it is, because Aaron was just on it. If you just, yeah, you it. Okay, so we've got, we've got Christina on this side, and we've got Cindy, and we've got James, and we've got Juliet. Round of applause for James and Juliet, I think, really. Yeah, it's a big deal today. Okay, so what is it we saw in the passage that kind of caught our attention? What was it today? Let's have some hands up. And let's see what it is that we're beginning to see in this passage. Over here, this young lady here, and then we've got somebody up the top there. And uh, Cindy, you've got, uh, you've got another one over here as well. That's great. Okay, tell us your name, and then tell us what you see. Hi, I'm Elizabeth. Um, these are actually for our two kids. They didn't want to talk in the microphone. The Haley noticed that they divided his um, garment into four pieces. That stuck out to her. And for Ashley, uh, when he said, this is your son. Okay. So there was something about the garment. Just tell me that again. Um, that it was the part where it was divided into four pieces. Okay. So the garment was divided. And then the other one was? Um, when he said, this is your son. To this is your sign. Son. Uh, son. Son. Sorry. I'm going, I'm, what is my thing? Yeah. Sorry. This is your son. Okay, that's great. Lovely. Over there, Cindy. Tell us your name and tell us what you get. My name is Greg. Um, this is what kind of, I guess you'd say, threw me a little bit. It's this. In this narrative, I see uh, Jesus is, even in this narrative, totally marginalized. His crucifixion is mentioned in one sentence. Yeah. Very uh, matter-of-factly. And then they get into, the narrative goes into Pilate versus the Jews and, um, you know, the guards and there's clothing and all that. And there's a, there's, a prop, there's a prophecy fulfilled and that's cool. And then Jesus at the very end, uh, you know, makes his iconic statement to his mother and that disciple. But he is, in my opinion, in this, this narrative in John, he's marginalized. So... Let's put that in language that all of us get, because I'm with you, Greg. I, I, I get the, the thing. So what I'm hearing from Greg is Jesus is giving himself for the entire world, but the people who are around the cross don't consider him to be the most important person or the most important thing. They're thinking about, what can I get out of his clothes? What is it that's on the sign? What do other people think? Do you see, does everybody get that? It's kind of interesting, isn't it? That Jesus is the center, but no one notices him. Is that a good way of putting it, Greg? But no one notices him. It's almost like he is the center and the edge. It's kind of the center and the edge, yeah. Um, and I've spelt center in the way that I was trained to do it as a child, which is the wrong way for America. <laughs> I just thought I'd say that. Anything else? Over, over here, there's one there, Cindy, and then... Oh, okay, Christina, yeah, you can do that one. 
Are you kind of, uh, are you still involved over here? All right, Mike, we got one over here. Oh, you got one over here as well? Yeah, Cindy's ready to go. Okay, go. Um, my name's Jonas, and what I saw was how Jesus is caring for his mother even like when he's dying. Yeah. In the beginning, when he was like performing miracles, the first miracle he performed, he wasn't supposed to perform, but his mother told him to, and he listened to his mother. And okay. then in his final days, he's still caring for her and making sure she's going to be all right. Isn't that cool? Everybody get that? So Jonas said, Mary's there at the very beginning when Jesus does his first miracle, turning water into wine. She's kind of key to that. And then at the very end, Jesus makes sure that she's careful. So she's the, right there at the end of the story. Yeah. And the thing that Jesus is concerned about, even though he's going through this terrible, terrible experience, is he wants to make sure that his mother is cared for. That's good, isn't it? Doesn't that tell you something about Jesus? Yeah? Anybody feel sad some days? Anybody feel bad some days? And here's Jesus, on the worst day of his life, caring for someone right there who needed him. Isn't that amazing? Jesus cared for Mary. Is that all right, Jonas? I think we kind of get the summary, if that's all right. Okay, good. What else we got? Right there, Christina. Hi, my name is Riker, and something that was interesting is the languages. The languages. That was interesting, Riker, wasn't it? So, So here's Jesus. He's on the cross. Pilate, who doesn't agree with him being killed, decides to put on the cross the thing that's true about Jesus, which he's the king. But he makes sure that everybody can understand because every language is being, is being represented on that little sign there. Yeah? That's kind of cool, isn't it, Riker? I love that. So, Jesus is king. I'm going to put it like this. For everyone. Is that all right? Is that cool? Okay, I just want to pause for a minute. Isn't this awesome? Isn't this awesome? Out of the mouths of babes, right there, there's a hand. I can see it. A little hand. Oh, we got this one first, and then Christina up there. Yeah, good. Hi, I'm Leanne, and this is actually from my son, Brantz. And he said. Your son's name again? Brantz. Brant, okay. Well, B R A N C E. Brank. Brantz. Like Lance, but Brantz. Oh, Brantz, oh, not Lance. Okay, it happens got it. all the time. It's okay, fine. Got it. I, I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's okay. The age, it affects the hearing. You know that. Okay, so Brantz. It's not the first time I've had, okay. had to have that conversation. Um, he said that Pilate believed that Jesus was the king of yeah. the Jews, um, even though the Jews wouldn't claim him. Yeah. So it's my take on that, because I'm going to add on to it, is that even though he was the deliverer of the Jews, he was the promise of the Jews, they didn't want to claim him, so mm. he gave it to the rest of the world. Yeah, so, so Jewish people didn't accept him as king, accept him as king, but Pilate, who's a long way from God, but Pilate did, yeah? 
Isn't that awesome? I love that. Right up there. We've got two things. Tell us your name. Okay, so Pilate allowed them to kill Jesus, but he put on the sign that he was their king. Yeah? That's, wow, that's a kind of deep thing, isn't it? Kind of deep philosophical thing here. So maybe over here then, we can put something like this. Um, uh, how do we put this? Pilate reinforced... this truth. Is that, is that okay to say it like that? He kind of underlined that truth. Yeah, shall I put underline? That's really good. Wow. Complex ideas. Okay. Tell us your name. I'm Eden and what stuck out to me was that John was the only disciple that was um, present. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Did everybody hear that? John was the only one of his closest friends who's there. Gosh. Yeah. I wonder what the other guys thought about that when they realized that Jesus rose from the dead, huh? Okay, maybe one more go over there. There's a couple of, couple of hands over there. Hi, I got one. You got one over there. Go for it. Hi, good morning. My name is John. John. Um, and I'm curious about Jesus' siblings. Yeah. If he puts charge of his mother to John, but what about yeah. his siblings? Okay, so let's put something here. Where were... Jesus's brothers. Yeah? Because obviously Jesus is looking at his mother and she's not got any of the family with her. So Jesus on the cross is having to make a family for her so that she's cared for. So where are they? Yeah. Okay, over here. Um Mine kind of tags off of that. Got to tell us your name, even I'm though sorry, we know what it is. Rebecca. Yeah. <laughs> um, mine tags off of that, too. I was thinking about that um, she was standing there, and they named all these family members. You know, it was like her sister-in-law yeah. and, like, all these people that, that were there. Um, but I was thinking that I think he did it for John more than Mary. I think John needed someone to take care of. And now that Jesus was going to be gone, yeah. he gave... John, someone to take care of because he knew John, that. cool, was given someone to take care of. You know, when you've gone through a terrible loss, you sometimes need somebody else to care for so that you don't just get lost in all the darkness of the grief. Yeah? And many of the people who are here today know that. That's the truth. All right, I can, think we're good. Can we Is everybody have one, good? Can we have one more? 
We got yes, one more. we can. Where are you? In the back, to your left, back left. There. Okay, Cindy, tell us your name. My name's Karen, and my ties back to when Jesus was caring for Mary. It goes back to the commandments of honor thy mother and father. Yeah. Okay. Even, even up to the moment of his death. Isn't that amazing? It says in the Bible that Jesus kept all of the laws. And so on the cross, he took care of his mother because he wanted to honor his mother. His father's already gone to be in heaven. That's really good. Thank you for that. Okay. So Jesus honored Mary. Okay, I want a round of applause. I'm just going to kind of put some stuff. Round of applause for everybody who participated. Yeah? Good deal. Good job on the microphones. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you, Christina. You've obviously got back to your seat by now. That's awesome. I'm just going to carry on doing this, and then you carry on. Go for it. All right. I'll, um, just, I'll just fill in over here, okay? Put some circles around it. Oh, okay, gotcha. You're doing your thing. Got it. So I am going to show off one of my only party tricks that I have. Uh, besides sticking my tongue to my nose. <laughs> but I need someone who thinks they can say their ABCs faster than anyone else in the world. Who thinks they can say their ABCs really, really fast? And can I get a mic? You can? Come on. All right, Talitha, come on up here. Give her a round of applause. Come on. Now, I want to hear you say it as fast as you can. You ready? Go. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z. Wow. I think that was eight seconds. Eight seconds? Eight seconds. All right. Pretty good. Now, we're going to do something. This is my party trick now. This is what I can do. I'm going to give you the mic. Can you hold that? And I'm going to want you to say it as fast as you can. You might need to plug your ears because I'm going to say it in Greek. And we're going to see who can say their ABCs faster in English or Greek. Already? Well, it's just, it might be a little bit easy just so that you can like concentrate or don't. You can do what you want. You ready? You got it. So you speak in that, I'll speak in this. Someone, can we get a ready, set, go from the crowd? Ready, set, go! Oh, dang it. Nine times out of ten, I can do that. What do you, okay. What did you make it to? What did I make it to? I, I got to about Epsilon, and then I heard you doing such a fantastic job that I lost concentration, and then I jumped up later to see Omicron P, and then I didn't even get to finish the end. So, good job. Good job. Now that was a very expensive party trick because a lot of money was paid for an education uh, so I could learn that. Uh, the, reason I, the reason I bring that up is because, Mike, can I, are you? Yeah. Are you good? Well, kind of. Do you, do you want to use the other side? For a minute, if it's all right. All right. Okay. I'll let you keep doing your thing. Don't, don't, don't take any notice of me, I'm just behind here. So the reason I did that was because I wanted to show us a word that's in this text, in the Greek, 
that you really can't see, and we needed to know a little bit of Greek. So I want to show it to us, and this is in uh, the very end when we look at the story of uh, Jesus, Mary, and John, and the word there is edeh, edeh. All right, let's see if we can do some transliteration. Transliteration means taking the Greek and turning it into an English alphabet. What letter do we think this is? I, very good. What letter do we think this is? D, very good. And what about this letter? E, very good. And it's very good. Who said idea? Right, what is one of the words when we say we have a brand new idea? We're like, wow, oh my gosh. That's awesome. Have you guys ever had a brand new idea and you just kind of stand back and you're completely amazed? That's what this word means here. Now, this isn't directly tied to the word idea if you were to go through what's called some uh, like uh, etymology, but I think it's close enough. And the word here simply means wow or behold. And when Jesus is speaking to his mother and to John, he says, literally, woman, behold your son. And then he says to John, behold your mother. Now, this is such a fantastic word because it causes us to slow down. Do you think this was a, probably a very important moment in the life of John and Mary? Yeah probably one of the most profound moments because it's actually at the cross where instead of feeling abandoned, they feel like home. Instead of feeling lost, they feel found. Instead of feeling distant, it's almost like Jesus is saying, come here, I have one final thing to say to you. You're my family. And I love you. And more than that, you're now each other's family. So love each other the same way I loved you. This word, ide, behold, is used throughout John's gospel. And it's always meant to cause a sense of awe and wonder. Take a look around at the people next to you. Take them in. Behold them. Behold your loved ones. Stand at them and be like, wow, you're amazing, and I love you. I'm very grateful for the family that I have, for both the family of my origin and the family that God has given me here at Apex, because it's been through that family, I've actually been adopted into a new family. Obviously the family of God, but I've got a fiance and two little ones that I get to call my family in just, what is it, 104 days? Yay! 104 days? Yay! Here's my favorite thing about my family. My favorite thing about my family is none of us are related by blood. We've got Bethany and Jackson who are both adopted, and then obviously Becky and I are not related, and all four of us are a brand new family 
And the reason for it is because of a special promise. A special promise that Becky and I are gonna make, a special promise that we're gonna make toward the kids to always be their family. But more importantly, a promise that God made in the garden. A promise to make us all one huge family. A promise that he continued on through Abraham. He says, I'm going to bless you. I'm gonna make you a blessing. And through you, all of the families on earth shall be blessed. Today, we are recipients of that blessing through Jesus Christ. And it's through Jesus that we don't just become followers. We grow into friends, just like John saw as the beloved disciple. But even more, guess what we become? Family. And here's the beautiful thing. We're all God's social workers and adoption agents. We get to go out and invite more people into the family of God.